This episode is sponsored by the one membership by Template Monster. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the HTML All the Things Podcast, episode number 71. Why is jQuery still so popular? I'm your host, Matt Lawrence, and I'm joined again, once again, I should say, by my co-host, Mike Coran. If you've been enjoying the uh, the podcast so far and want to support us, there's a couple ways you can do that. You can review us on the on the Apple Podcast app or on the podcast platform that you're listening to this on. You can also check us out on Patreon. We've got a couple of tiers, but the $3 tier will give you a shout-out, and we will put a link to your website in our show notes. And the most important one is probably just to let the world know that we're here. Share this with your friends and tell them that we're here and we're ready to be listened to. And if you or your friends are ready to go another step further, you can come and join us in our Discord server where developers from all walks of life are coming in and chatting it up about off-topic things, about their development, about sharing their projects, etc., etc. Well over 200 members. Come on down. But anyway, weekly pain point. For the first time in a while, Mike, take it away. All right, I'm back. That's it. That's my weekly pain point. It sucks That's it. being here. Yeah. No, well, no, I'm kidding. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> That's the end of that. Um, no, uh, trip was great. Uh, everything. Japan is a great place. Recommended. Go visit it. Check it out. Um, but my weekly pain point is obviously related to that, like catching up after vacation, just getting back and having to go through the emails, going through the meetings, trying to get, make sure that I'm caught up on all the different projects trying to remember what my dev environment looks like, stuff like that. I did get a little bit of work done while I was away, but for the most part, it was kind of iffy. I'm also a little bit sick, um, so if I cough, that is why. Just warning everyone that there might be some coughing in this episode. I have tried every other every remedy I possibly could. I'm drinking tons of water. I already drank all my water, actually. Yeah, we brought a medic in, actually, beginning of the episode. Yeah, my wife came in and tried to help me out. Um, so hopefully I can last, but it's definitely going to be tough since it's a me heavy episode. Uh, but that's my weekly pain point. What about you, Matt? Uh, right now my eye really hurts. I keep rubbing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like beyond that, I can't see my show notes cause everything's blurry now. <laughs> um, okay. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to use this opportunity to call something out. Okay. Zoom, the, the, the app we're using to see each other right now. And we use for multiple meetings. Zoom sucks and the reason why zoom sucks the service is fine it's good the connection's good it is not intuitive i'm gonna i'm gonna yell this to the to the rooftops here without peeking the mic somehow it is not intuitive to have your fucking app have windows everywhere whoa language disclaimer i don't need zoom pro account (laughs) down here at the on the pro on the task manager followed by another window called zoom and then when i had a chat open with you like a text chat I told it to close, and it closed, and then it cut the window in half because it didn't, like, make the other window grow again. So, in other words, that was like a window in a window. So, stop with the multiple windows. It's not intuitive, and it's not good. So, Zoom, the interface, sucks. The service is fine. <laughs> I'm calling you out. Fix your shit. Anyway, Mike, this is a you-heavy episode despite your coughing. Please take it away. All right. Okay. So I don't know if people have been following social media recently or in the past couple of weeks. I think but, but from what I've seen, a lot of people have been talking a little bit about jQuery and why the percentages of it being used are so high, even though there's other better technologies and even like regular JavaScript being on pair on in parity with jQuery with functionality and or even better. 
especially in performance. But I just wanted to talk about that. And not only with jQuery, I want to talk about it with all the older web technologies. Like the main thing I want to say is they which ones are still popular and why. And then give you kind of like a breakdown of should you panic or not. <laughs> and uh, the spoiler is you should not panic. So I, I'm in a full a full, full panic. Full panic, yeah. Yeah, but you're always panicking, so that does not count. Like that's true, actually. Yeah, yeah. A, a common line is if I'm actually calm and someone else is panicking, it's like, dude, I'm not freaking out, so calm down. That's true. That's true. And then usually that calms people down if they know Matt. They're like, oh wow, if I'm pan- if you're if you're calm, <laughs> then everything should be okay. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not freaking out, why the hell are you freaking out? Yeah. So with that, uh, segment number one, here's the facts. So I got my facts from w3techs.com. We'll link that in the show notes. No, I'm uh, specifically going to not do that now. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can check them out. You can check them out. Uh, they have like an older looking site, but there's a lot of information on there. So first fact here is the jQuery is used on 97.6% of sites that they survey. 97.6%. Now, their approximation is that with with they don't survey every single site but they survey a very large chunk and with their extrapolation they're they're thinking it's about 74.1% of all sites across the entire internet jquery is being used which is crazy and then there's also wordpress which is being used 61.9% of all websites which is also kind of insane to me so like out of all the websites in, out there 61.9%. And again, this is again the ones that they survey. There's a 35.1% of the ones that they the extrapolation, they think that that's around the mark. Um, but that's still like a lot. That's a ton of websites. There's millions and millions, probably billions of websites at this point out there. And for that many to use WordPress as their like, you know, go to content cre- or content management system, not only content management system, but like that's how many websites are using a content management system in the first place, which is kind of crazy to me. And then Angular, this kind of brings it into a different perspective. So what, what about frameworks, right? So how many sites are using Angular? My guess was like, you know, maybe 10% or 5% or something like that. No, it's actually 0.5% of all sites are using Angular. And that's the most uh, popular JavaScript, like full-on reactive JavaScript framework. So you can imagine when you're talking about React, it's going in the 0.3% range. Surprisingly, Vue has now caught up to React and it's also in the 0.3% range. So they're both kind of head to head, but like very small amounts. Um, what does this mean? It just, it, it, it's a, it's an interesting thought process of do people use reactive frameworks enough or is it just because they're just so new that uh, they just haven't, it hasn't matured to the point where, you know, a majority of the internet because it's been around for what, like 20, 20 years, 30 years. How long has the internet been around, Matt? I don't know. I, it, it's been a while. It's been a I, long I time. I, I like, oh, that's <laughs> my fact check. We're going to fact check yeah. with Matt over here. Yeah, yeah it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's just, it's weird. It's it's a weird concept to think about, but I think the the main thing here is like the comparison between the frameworks. That's what I want to say. I don't really have a full on answer as to why the actual JavaScript frameworks are so low, but my my guess is the fact that it's just it's a lot. It's a little bit more difficult to get into them 
when you're first starting out or when you would just want to get a website out there, it's more, they're more used for more complex situations and more complex web applications rather than just getting your like business card website out. And that's mostly what the internet is all about is all, it's just getting your business online so that people can find you through Google. Well, right. I, I would actually say too, with that, with your, with you being, with that being said, is that like a, there's been sort of a, a purist revolution to an extent as well, where there's a lot of talk about, if something's really simple, why are we doing, why are we like preloading our website up? Like if you're doing, if you're doing a business card website, why are you sitting there for like half an hour setting up your stack and making sure things can compile and crap when it's like you could have just loaded like that single image, your name and like a couple of like pieces of Google font in pure HTML, CSS, JS and just like have that out there. Cause that's not going to go anywhere. Right. Like I feel like some people use these newer programs because they're afraid that the old ones are going to go away but the oldest one ever the purest stack if you will hasn't gone away at all because everything kind of boils back down to that in the beginning anyway or at the end anyway yeah i I, and i agree and i think that these statistics back you up for the most part is that people like the vocal minor the vocal majority or the vocal minority i guess would be the ones that say like that that's what we see on all the reddits and the dev.2s is like oh look at all this new technology like svelte and view and react and stuff like that that's what most people are talking about but in reality as we can see with these stats like 97.6% for jquery i don't see too many posts about jquery other than people bashing it these days like most people are like why are you using jquery anytime you bring it up in a- anywhere you go especially in a more modern uh f- forum People are going to be like, why are you using it? You could just just get rid of it and start using regular JavaScript. <clears throat> but the point I want to make is like – and this leads perfectly into segment two is why are these older technologies are still so popular? So there's a lot of reasons. One of those being uh, that backwards compatibility. So jQuery works on older – like old, old browsers like you know Internet Explorer and when you're building a site like – Something that you want every person to access, especially people maybe of the older generation. Uh, you you want to you want to capture as many people as you want. You kind of have to think about that a little bit. Like if you're building an every man site or an every woman site, doesn't matter. Uh, you need to you need to make sure that they can access it. And a lot of people are still sitting there on Windows XP with Internet Explorer. Like there's still like, I know it's now a smaller percentage, but that percentage is still huge. When you're when you're talking about like you know population number, number stuff of like users, that. yeah, number of users, so you you sometimes you have to account for them depending on the site that you're using. So that's one reason why you would still today use something like jQuery. Um, now I, I know JavaScript can still work, but the newer JavaScript protocols, ES6, don't work on those on those older uh, browsers. So now you're now you're going to just plain JavaScript but you're cherry picking what you can and cannot use where you can just go to jQuery and it kind of just works. So I could see that being a reason to even like put it on your stack today. Well, right? there, actually this is, this is interesting because more, so we're working on a, on a site on typo. Like I've said repeatedly, I'm learning typo. And one of the things I needed was, um, was a slider slash carousel. And so we're familiar with and have used for years, owl carousel, uh, I guess semi shout out to those guys. And so we, we use that as our, like sort of one of our image, like I call it an image spinner, but that's not the official thing, but it's like a little image, like preview thing where it's like spinning in the corners, flipping between images, kind of like a mini slider. And so 
like we use we use Owlcarousel for that, and Owlcarousel uses jQuery, so I had to install jQuery. But then, like as we all know, kind of it's kind of like it, like it looks kind of messy when you're always like document dot get element by id this document dot get element by id this, and so I ended up actually starting to use because I already had it pre-installed. I already or I already had it installed because of Owlcarousel. I just started using some of the jQuery stuff to make it cleaner, like the hide, the show, addressing things is a little bit cleaner in J- in in jQuery. And it was already installed anyway. So like backwards compatibility, yes, but also because, you know, Owl Carousel is not going to just all of a sudden, you know, flip their flip their <laughs> whole programming thing around. They're not going to like remake their whole app just because people are starting to have some buzz around something else. It's not like jQuery is going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And then again, and this leads into the, the next point of why it's so popular, familiarity. Matt, you just said like we decided to use Owl Carousel. That's an older technology, but we we are very familiar with it. And when there's time constraints, and I'll talk about that a little bit later in this, when there's time constraints, you got to reach for something that you're familiar with. And that's I'm going to say that's most developers out there. Usually you're under time constraints. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Whenever you're in a team environment, you're 100% under time constraints. There's no time where you're like, oh, yeah, right now I can just use any technology I want and I can just sit here and do whatever the heck I want. No, when you're when you're trying to get shit, stuff done and you have stuff coming up on the horizon and you're trying to finish something, you just want to get something that will work and it will work well and you know how to do it quickly. You're not looking for the newest technology. That's mostly – what what it's all about and that's i think that's the main reason why jquery and wordpress and all the older technologies are still so popular is because there's a lot of th- there's a lot of things out there that still use all like there's a lot of developers that are out, that are out there that have been developing for you know 10 years 15 years that are very familiar with jquery are you going to be able to convince them to go to a new technology maybe some of them but the majority no i don't know if you've ever had a chat with an older developer <coughs> that's kind of like maybe not stuck in their ways but just very familiar and very comfortable in the place that in the place that he's at maybe as a family and he has like you know it's a nine to five job for him why would he go home and then have to go and learn more more stuff because at work he doesn't have time he has to finish his his work he can't just go and learn something new so a lot of it is to do with familiarity i would say most if not if not like you know I would say well over 50% of the reason why jQuery is still around is because of that. And obviously the other thing with the other with the other one is uh that the web is older and a lot of the sites that they do survey are older sites that haven't been updated in a very long time, so obviously that factors in as well to the to the reasoning with the, combined with the familiarity, I think with the larger percentage. There's also other reasons. Well, um, the, the, that, that's an interesting yeah. one too because if you think about if you go beyond jQuery, like jQuery is part of it, but if you go to like a standard web agency sort of revenue streams, a standard sort of web agency thing and they all vary a bit, but like in terms of a generality would be you you take on a client, you help that client out, you then host them on your on your hosting whatever it is, a reseller or what have you. You host them on your thing and then now you have have a passive income coming in from that client. You keep doing that over the years and now you have like a passive income source of let's say like 30 sites and then you also have, you know, new clients coming in. Because you're still helping those old clients maintain things, update things, change things without actually completely changing them, you're going to be still very familiar with things like jQuery, with things like WordPress and stuff like that. In addition to that, because WordPress is so customer facing, the customer may be completely non-tech savvy com- and then spends a lot of time 
learning something like WordPress, now the clients want something like WordPress. So not only do you have this collection of people that you're hosting that are on older technologies that you're still using actively here and there to help them, but you also have clients that are actually asking you for the older technologies. And sometimes you can convince them like, no, we should go to another thing. But now we're talking about a big investment of time for you guys, like for you to develop everything. Then you were talking about having to train them up on it. And then inevitably, because now, now that you've ripped everything up, inevitably any sort of shortcomings that they found in WordPress, like let's say they didn't like how this plugins UI went and now you're rebuilding everything. Now all of those complaints are going to come out and they're going to be like, well, I actually wasn't happy with how the gallery UI looked. Can we change that? And now you're adding even more work on top of that. So familiarity really plays a big role in keeping things sane. Yes, it will slowly upgrade and change, but you're not I don't think it's unsafe to learn some jQuery now. I wouldn't say it's unsafe to, to learn that. Even though that the buzz, if you're, if you're talking about like the stuff that's like the state, almost at state of the art news, but it's like, what do they call that? And like the zeitgeist, like everyone's freaking out about it and like talking about it. Everyone may be t- talking about view and such, but not like most websites are not going to have it. If you're working for a company whose web app is two years old, it ain't on view. Yeah. And that's a, it's a very good point. Um, and with the point about learning jQuery now, I'll talk about that in segment three, but you're absolutely correct. Uh, if you're looking for a job and you're not looking to start your own startup or something like that, that's absolutely a good, a good call. Like you, you could learn jQuery because most likely if you're going into an agency, yeah, you're going to be using jQuery. It's just, it's just how it is. Um, and the, the, the reason, another reason for that is team mentality, right? So if you're in a team of like 15 people, Try to think about how you would convince all those senior staff, all those people to switch to a completely new technology that may be better in a lot of different ways. There's reasons that this technology is made, right? And you can maybe convince them of the the positives, but are you going to be able to convince them that they're going to have to go and, you know, take time and learn this new stuff to become just as fast with it when they're already fast enough and for what they're doing? I'm sure stuff like jQuery or WordPress fills their their needs. You know what I mean? Like if it, if it if it didn't, then there would be a different story. Like if there's something that WordPress or jQuery couldn't do, that's a different story where they would come to they would you know you would sit in a meeting and you would come to a decision about what to use. But for the most part, regular sites they're gonna fill, it's gonna fit their needs. So it's gonna be tough to convert them to a different technology. And the other thing I want to talk about with that is like. The skepticism plays in very, very well. If if, they're, if you're talking to a developer that's been around 15 years in the industry and you're going to bring up Vue.js to them, they're going to be like, well, what's to say that it's going to be around next year? Like, why would I tell my team to invest their time into this when someone can just go and pull like Evan Yu, who's a, the uh, owner of Vue.js or the, the creator of Vue.js, he could just go and stop supporting it. So you have to convince them that this is going to be around they've they've been around for a lot of different technologies coming and going so they're going to be extremely skeptic i can guarantee you that someone that's been around for a long time is going to be the most skeptic because they know how quick the web industry works and that's why they stick so hard to their technologies that don't disappear after a year right it, it honestly so, it honestly takes I, I think it would honestly take in in, in this varies per person but as a kind of a general note it kind of takes a limitation to really, yep. really bring somebody over. If 
for whatever reason, and this isn't a thing, but if this, if, if for whatever reason, web, webcams become available on web apps, let's say it's a new invention. All of a sudden webcams are available on web apps, but they're only really available and easily to access on something like view. And then the, you know, your customer has a web app and they want to access the webcam. And if that little piece keeps coming up in their design ideas and it keeps like, eat, like chewing away at them, they'll eventually be like, that's it. What's the path to switch to view? They need that limitation. Otherwise, it'll be like, well, why would you change? It's the same, it's the same reason why we see, like, I always bring it back to cars, but it's the same reason why we don't see electric cars everywhere yet. We see people that, like, we see the buzz about it, the hype about it in the media. We see people who are well off buying them. We see people who are environmentalists and well off buying them, certainly, but we're not, but there's no limitation of using gas yet. But when, gas stations start to disappear or gas starts becoming way too expensive, then we're going to have a conversation of like, okay, how do, like there's like, that's the, that's the biggest step is asking that question. How do we transition to an electric vehicle? How do we transition? That? And that, that's going to hit a lot of families and a lot of people out there. And then that will be the, it's like slowly, but surely gas cars will be almost said oiled out. Damn it. The gas cars will be petered out and then electric cars will be coming in. So yeah. So and that and that's a good that's a good comparison to this because it's the same kind of thing in a team environment. It's it 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 can happen slowly. Like you can bring in little things, right? Like you can bring in little portions of newer technology and work them here and there and then show your team what it's doing. Um obviously with the approval of your of your leadership, but like to completely change a whole team to something new and expect them to be like, "Oh, since everyone's talking about jQuery that it's crap, then we're going to, you know, not use it." It's not the right mindset to have. And and with that, I want to move on to segment three. And what does this mean for you as a developer that, or as a new developer out there that's uh, that's getting into the industry that maybe doesn't have a job yet? Like this all seems kind of weird to you probably because you've been learning the newer stuff. You've been learning vanilla JavaScript, hopefully, um, <clears throat> but you haven't been kind of focusing on the older technologies. So – does this mean that you should just stop learning all the new frameworks and libraries? No. Uh, because if you followed our podcast for any amount of time, we've let you know that as long as you have a strong base in vanilla JavaScript, then even if you were hired by a company that uses an older technology, you can adapt quickly. And adapting and learning is one of the most important skills. So when you're, when you're going into a job or like when you're in a work environment, you will have to adapt no matter what you've learned now. Like it's going to be different. There's going to be a different Git workflow. There's going to be a different IDE workflow. There's going to be a lot of different things that are coming at you. It's not only going to be the technology. So you have to learn how to kind of conform to the team environment. Um, and that's a really, really good skill to have that, 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 that ability to like meld into a team is almost more important. I would say than the technology stack that you know. Um, so. That's what, and, and the other thing is that learning all this new technology is something you could absolutely apply even in a job that is like, you know, very WordPress and jQuery based. Because again, you could be the one, the breath of fresh air to some of the teams where you could be like, well, I've done this in view. It's a lot easier here. Let me just quickly show you how it's done. You could spend like, you know, 30 minutes showing your team and maybe that won't change everyone's mind right away, but it'll put the, in the back of their heads and maybe in the future, they'll, bring it up again. So like you can put those seeds of new technology inside of an old school mentality that absolutely will work in some cases. So there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're willing to adapt 
That's the big thing. Like you don't, you, you shouldn't go to interview and be and listen to them be say like, oh, we use jQuery and WordPress, and then be like, no, that's old technology. You guys suck. Like, don't do that. Like that's a that's a ridiculous mindset to have because in the end, if you're looking for a job, you need to kind of conform to your employer employment needs, and that's why we always kind of say <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with learning WordPress. There's nothing wrong with using that because if you're looking for a job today you're probably more likely to find one if you're learning like Angular or React than you are with uh, – well, React and Vue are now pretty close, but in, in industry, maybe not. Uh, you're probably better off learning those if you're looking for a job right now. If you're looking for to get into a smaller team environment, um, that's a different story. So there's some startups that are looking to do the most – the best using – like using the best technology – that's available. There's a reason why these technologies exist. And it's usually because someone was a developer for 15 years and they realize the limitations of stuff like jQuery and WordPress and they've created something that's better, right? In most ways. So these technologies do exist for a reason. So there are some companies, a considerable portion of companies out there that do want to use the newest, the best and newest and most stable technologies out there that will stray away from jQuery. So there is definitely a market for that and if you're looking hard and you you're okay with waiting a little while maybe doing your own thing for a little while while you're while you have a second job then there's nothing wrong with kind of focusing on that as well and just being an expert in the newer stuff could come to play for you in the future with a with a better like a smaller team environment currently where where uh, the team that I'm working with uh content link we've had we've had uh the the CFO the CTO on our show on our uh, podcast we are using a newer stack. We're using Vue.js. We're actually going into Flutter now for native app development. <clears throat> That's all completely new technology in comparison to something like WordPress or jQuery. And I'm like, I'm very lucky that, uh, you know, we have those discussions where we sit down in meetings and we're like, what should we use for this project? Should we move forward with our knowledge? Should we just stick to our guns on what we know? And like, like we, we've gone through the jQuery. We've evolved from jQuery into Vue.js. Uh, and now we're kind of evolving into a more app centric environment with Flutter. So we're, we are very quickly evolving, but our team is like three people. So it's a lot easier when you only have a few people, uh, to be able to sit down and decide between ourselves. If our team was 10 people or 15 people, I don't think we could do that. I think we'd be still sticking to jQuery, to be honest, because it's just <coughs> a very big time suck. Like I'm spending quite a bit of time learning Flutter. If I wasn't as lucky to have a a CTO that knows the future is in need of stuff like this and that our app could benefit, even though I am putting a lot of time sync into it right now, um, I wouldn't be doing that. Like I would be trying to do something else. Like I would be, I would be sticking to Cordova as much as I possibly can and stuff like that. But we, like you were mentioning before, Matt, with the limitation, we did reach a limitation and that's why we decided to go this way for Flutter, right? Like, if if everything worked perfectly in Cordova <coughs> for uh, like app development, so Cordova we we mentioned it a few times it can build iOS and uh, Android apps. If if we could do everything in that and have perfect um, performance and functionality, we'd probably wouldn't go the Flutter route. But we did have issues, and that's why we were forced to kind of look for something new. Um, and that's why Flutter was kind of like suggested. Well, the limitations are such a big, such a big thing, and and that actually like goes nicely into, into the thoughts I was kind of having as you were talking throughout this segment. So one of the things I was thinking was, 
we actually kind of double backed due to like the re- the realism of the situation on a couple of our more recent projects because we have a lot of projects coming in right now. One of our biggest projects, of course, is the Hat website, which we're like planning on. We're planning on planning, so that 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 that's progressing well. But the fact of the matter is, we were gonna do uh, Vue.js, and we were gonna do like all this new stack. We were gonna use Datamic, and then we were gonna have this this like VM in the center. Like it was like a whole thing that we were gonna do, and it was all like very sort of cutting edge stuff. But then we decided, we're like, why are we doing this? Like, we're trying to learn typo. We're trying to learn this for our customers. And then we're trying to use the latest cut, latest thing. It's like, we're going to be way faster at typo by the time we get de- through a project or two for clients. Why would we not use, just use typo for our own project as well? And so that's what the plan is moving forward. And the same goes for a couple of customers we have right now where we've, way when we first started talking to them started discussing hey maybe we should like get off get you off of wordpress because there was a bit of a mess there just cuz it's like a heavier website now like hey you're growing quickly maybe we should move you but then it ended up changing where their goals changed and it ended up being a thing where it's like wow if your goals are changing this rapidly like i'm not going to get into what they're doing but like if their your goals are changing this rapidly we should probably stick with wordpress because there's plugins and stuff like that to easily accommodate that whereas if we have to develop everything manually and your goals change this quickly right for now then there's no way we're going to be able to keep up with it and there's no way they're going to be able to afford it either. It just doesn't make sense either way. So there's no problem with double backing and literally double backing in tech too, like literally going to an older technology as well. The realism, like making those decisions is as important as choosing what technology, what the technology you should do. Like instead of you just saying, making a hard decision, for example, and saying, we're only going to use the latest stack, we're only going to use Vue.js, that's actually closing a lot of doors and that's actually pigeonholing yourself a fair bit. Like Mike was saying, it's important. You can absolutely find a job like that, and it's going to take longer. But as an agency or as a person that provides services to customers, you're closing a lot of doors because customers are going to come to you and they're going to be like, "Hey, I'm used to WordPress. Hey, I'm used to whatever CMS. You know, can we have some help with this?" And you're going to be like, "No, sorry, I only work with Vue." So those guys are out the door. Or maybe someone wants to come to you and get a whole new website, and they're used to WordPress, or they're used to something else, and then you look, and you're like, no, I don't, I only use Vue, so here's my quote for Vue, and it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours, rather than you just sort of updating or installing a new theme on their WordPress, for example. Instead of you just doing something like that, you're actually charging hundreds and hundreds of hours, which is thousands of dollars, and now that customer's like, whoa, I'm not doing this, like, this is way too crazy, there's no way I'm updating because I'm not limited enough, oftentimes is the case. And so you are closing a lot of doors that way, and so that's sort of what I'm trying to get at, is that you really should be watching, you really should be watching the new stuff, but also watching the old stuff, because in the real world market, you really need to make a decision. When it's your project, you can absolutely make a decision. But even our our project was affected by real world limitations. And it's like, we're literally not going to be done the Vue.js version of this website until like 2023. Like realistically, like it's with the amount of work that's pouring in on Mike and I's play, 2023 is like a kind of accurate estimate. Whereas with typo, I'm going to finish a project or two, and then I'm literally just going to start on the hat site because we can do that. Once I'm more familiar with it, I'm slowly getting better at it, then we're going to be able to do it. Just like how we could do it, although it wouldn't be great, on Couch CMS right now because I'm so familiar with it. Realistically, I would have already have it, had it done, but it would be limited in, in some of the features that we want from it. And so that's why we're moving on to a different thing. And that's what that's sort of like what I'm trying to get at is – you need to you need to be flexible. You need to be flexible and you need to 
look past the zeitgeist. You need to look past the buzz and everyone's like, oh, look at this newest thing because it's not popular. It won't get a lot of clicks when you write an article about jQuery, but it will be popular if you write about the latest things. And that sort of adds to the buzz as well. So you need to look past the buzz of people talking of all the articles that are being written and actually be like, okay, I'm going to use jQuery for this because it just makes sense. Yep, exactly. So I think I think we've covered the reasons and what to do and stuff like that enough for you to all make your own decisions on it. Obviously, we're not telling you exactly what to do. We want to give you as much information as possible and uh, let you make your own decision. But uh, yeah, just just like you said, be flexible. Get just know that know the reasons why it's happening as well. That's I think that's an important part of this episode is like. Don't just think that it's, oh, it's only because, uh, there's, you know, it's an older framework and it's only on, it's on websites everywhere. Uh, no, it's, there's a reason to even use it today. That's kind of another reason I wanted to bring that in. There's a reason, and not only there's a reason people do use it and spin up new projects with jQuery and stuff like that. It's just one of those things that you can't run away from. And if you try, like you said, you're going to limit your opportunities. So. And the thing is, is like bigger, like bigger plugins, like Owl Carousel is like a fairly large plugin and it's still going and they, they're using jQuery. At the end of the day, I'm going to install that and the customer is going to see their little image wheel thing. Like I said, like I'm doing some weird stuff with it. So I'm, you know, they're going to see their little image wheel thing and then they're going to be like, Oh, like cool. Like I like that. That's what I asked for. Moving on. They're not going to be like, Hey, just a quick question. Is that using jQuery? <laughs> Like, that's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. Like, no one's gonna bring that up. That's ridiculous. Um, and with that, I think we can move on to web news. But before that, I think, Matt, if you want to read the sponsor spot. Oh, yeah, we got a sponsor spot again this week. So this episode, once again, is sponsored by the One Membership by Template Monster. One Membership, your ultimate web development kit, which includes WordPress and CMS themes, e-commerce themes, powerful plugins, presentation templates, diverse graphics, unlimited installations, 24-7 technical support, and one year of free hosting. You can use our link, which is tinyurl.com slash HTML, all the things, with our unique promo code, HTML, all the things 10, to get 10% off. We will receive monetary kickback for any purchases using our link and promo code, and these that link and that promo code will also be in our show notes. And now on to the web news. Mike, take it away. All right. So this week's web news, and I want to, I've been wanting to talk about this for a little while now. Is the 16-inch MacBook Pro, and is Apple finally starting to care about the consumer? So let me just break down what's happened. Uh, so Apple has finally listened to its customers, which I didn't think would ever happen, and addressed multiple <laughs> issues with their MacBook Pro lineup that's been happening for many, many years. So I think since 2016, since early 2016, uh, they've had issues with their MacBook lineup. So the keyboard's been fixed. What they did to fix that keyboard was literally just take their old keyboard from their pre-2016 MacBooks, which everyone loved and everyone complimented for like being one of the best laptop keyboards, and put it into their new 2019 MacBook Pro. Genius, Apple. Good good job. I mean, I'm, I'm legitimately happy that they did that, to be honest. I'm, I'm being sarcastic and facetious, but like smart – like at least they listened. Then they've also increased the battery to the maximum allowable watt, watt hours on a plane. So now the battery is actually big. And with that, they've actually increased the thickness. Can you imagine can you imagine that? They've increased the thickness of a laptop. Ludicrous. It is a little bit ludicrous from, from their previous From an plane. Apple perspective. Yeah. From an Apple perspective, absolutely. <laughs> so, and, and again, 
very happy with that. Then they've also gone and updated the thermals. So the thermals are now adequate uh, to good. Like they're actually pretty good for the p- the power that's inside and how thin it still is. And uh, I, I believe, yeah, they've gone and increased the graphics as well. So the graphics are actually significantly better now. And they've done all this while keeping the price, the base price the same and increasing multiple things in the base package. So in the base package, in my opinion, which is I think 2300 US for the 16-inch MacBook Pro, you get 512 gigabytes of storage, NVMe, 16 gigabytes of RAM, a dedicated graphics card. Pretty solid. So that's and, – and, and an i7 with six cores. Like that's actually value-wise for the – quality of the components and you know the stuff that's actually a pretty decent price which is again something that i didn't think i would say about an apple product and i don't think it's a bad entry-level system like usually what would happen is they would have an entry-level system with like 128 gigabytes of storage which no one can really use anymore they would have like six four gigabytes of ram or eight gigabytes of ram which is also kind of low right now like you're you're on the limit so like they yes they would have a cheaper price but it wouldn't be worth it like you would have to upgrade to like the you know thirty five hundred dollar version with like five twelve or a terabyte of storage, and then you would have a decent laptop on your hands. But now I can pretty much confidently say that a person that's looking for a laptop and wants to spend as like you know minimum as possible, uh, and doesn't want to spend a dollar over twenty three hundred, it's worth it. Twenty three hundred dollars that that configuration is fine. Um, now I would still recommend you spending a little bit more money, maybe getting the 32 gigs of Ram and the terabyte SSD because you're already spending such a ludicrous amount, like 2,300, I'm not saying it's cheap. It's still pretty expensive for a laptop. Um, but so like if you're already spending 2,300, maybe it's worth spending 3000 and getting a little bit more future proof because potentially with, if this laptop has no manufacturing defects, which is a big if for Apple these days. Like maybe there's still going to be a hinge problem. Maybe there's still going to be a graphics problem. Like we don't know what's going to happen in a year, which is why I'm probably going to wait. But that's kind of that's kind of just my thought process. But if everything goes well, then I could see this laptop lasting six years, five years, no problem. And with that, like you know, three thousand dollar investment, if you have your own web web development business, because that's where we're talking to right now, it's not a huge deal. We don't have much investments, like. As a web developer, as a freelance web developer, as a web developer company, we don't spend too much money on stuff. Like we don't, we don't have an, like most of us don't have offices. Most of us don't, you know, don't really need the car that much. Like, so we don't really spend money on cars. Um, we don't really have any supplies. Like we have literally our tool, which is a computer, um, and the accessories that go around that computer to be able to do our jobs. So it relatively, to a different business like a restaurant or a dry cleaner or something, we're pretty low maintenance and low cost. So spending $3,000 on a laptop every five years, not a big deal in my opinion. Um, but with that, it's kind of a, it kind of shows a different mentality from Apple, uh, because it also like going to their other lineup, which is their iPhones, their iPhones have also started to get like trying to like, get away from Android quite a bit. Like their, their processors are like twice as fast and efficient as Android at this point. Like all their specs are now caught up or surpassed for the most part with Android. Um, so it's a weird shift that's happening. It's like almost like Google is becoming the old Apple and Apple is now kind of going into a better direction. Now, I don't know how long this is going to last. 
who knows. But right now, I'm kind of happy with it. So with that being said, Matt, your thoughts. Well, it's interesting because I wonder what I was wondering is is if I I wonder if they saw a spike in the used market for old years. Like I'm sure they have statistics on stuff like that. Like I'm 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 like assuming and speculating here. But what I'm wondering is is I would say that larger companies like Google, Apple and and stuff like that, they know enough to look past the loudest people on social media. They certainly hear them and probably make notes on their on what they're saying, but a hundred people screaming about a keyboard when a thousand are fine with it. You know what I mean? Like they know that that could happen. And I think maybe they were either too confident in their, in their normal formula of we'll just keep upgrading and people will just go with it. And maybe they finally saw like, wait a second, the used market for like 2012s and stuff like that, like older MacBooks is really big. And these MacBooks are getting older and so it's like, hmm, like we're kind of pissing people off to the point where they aren't buying these new books. And maybe they were even seeing, and maybe this would be the biggest thing, again, all speculation, maybe they were seeing like, whoa, business partners are not buying the latest because they're worried about people using the keyboard. Like I heard a, I heard a, a, a piece of feedback from like a guy that I know who like uses Apple all the time. And he said like, well, you shouldn't be eating near your keyboard and you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be in a dusty environment and you shouldn't be doing this and that. And I was like, yes, but how, like how much am I, how much am I expected to baby my computer? There comes a point where it's like, my phone is going to be in the wind. Sometimes there's going to be wind. If my screen is going to break due to wind, we're done here. Like that's it. With the keyboard, with the whole, not eating in front of it. Um, there's proof to show that that had, that doesn't help. Right. So, for instance, uh, when I was when I had a, like I, I bought a 2018 15 inch MacBook Pro a little while ago and I returned it. Uh, but when I bought it, I did a lot of research on the keyboard. Um, and there was there's keyboard covers that cover the whole keyboard, right? So that it can alleviate this issue. But I talked to a few YouTube reviewers of the keyboard covers. And I looked at the reviews on the keyboard cover themselves, keyboard covers themselves, multiple ones. And most of them, after like six months, replied saying their keyboard still died. So, like, the actual so technology was not the actual great. technology was not there yet. And so, like, I get it. Like, I saw a video about, like, it was, it was like a, I can't remember the exact role, but it was like a material specialist view. And so, like, there's, there are like a, basically what they do is they're, they're specialized in you know choosing the materials and testing it and knowing where the failure points are going to be and like what would what would cause it like is it going to crack is it going to wear out is it going to stretch like they're like material specialists and one of the guys had said um then and again this is months ago but one of the guys had said that like maybe they're not going back to another keyboard design because the guys who are in Apple because they've already invested in this so far and they do have it working to some sort of extent where they actually like really want to stick with this because this is sort of like their baby and they want to like make sure that it works. And I get that to an extent, but it's still, and still infuriating. It's still infuriating when something like a keyboard goes like you would, you, I, I wouldn't see like Lenovo. If Lenovo had like mass ThinkPad keyboard failures, they would probably be like, oh shit, like we need to change this back to the old version. I don't see like, I don't see Lenovo being like, nope, like we're not going back. <laughs> like that's it. They, Lenovo seems to be pretty open. Like they all even, they even leave the little like red 
mouse nub thing. Because they know that some people use that, even though it's not on mass. It's just sort of like, whatever, it's just in our keyboards now. It seems like they're more for the customer and they got more ports. Do you know what ports are in this thing? On this, uh, same, this same as before for USB-Cs. See, like even that to me, like that, like what a what a thing. What like, I can't. There, I have I have I have an opinion on, on some people's on some people's comments on tech where they'll be like, "This is too expensive," blah blah blah. And my 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 answer always is, if you use it very minimally, then yes, like don't upgrade it. So like something like a phone or a ma- or a tablet or something like that. If you're using it minimally then don't, like, for example, something like $3,000 like this thing is, is too much money. And that's 3000 Canadian, I'd assume. Is it? 2300 US. 2300 US. Okay. Well, regardless of which, so it's like, let's just say approximately 3000 Canadian. So, yes, like, that's a lot to spend on a computer. But if it's your media box, like you're watching movies on it, if you're using it to write on stuff, if you're doing daily computing on it, if you're using it for email, if you're, if you're, um... If you're doing like if you're doing a whole bunch of stuff on there, then unfortunately for you, it's worth three thousand dollars. Whether you value it like that, like it is worth three thousand dollars. Just like how I wanted to upgrade my phone, did I absolutely need to? No, but it's something that I personally value, and therefore I need. So like I need like I value the technology that I have to the extent where I realize like I will absolutely look for a deal. I will absolutely complain about pricing and stuff like that, but I realize that I use my phone, for example, so much, and especially the camera. I take a lot of pictures that I don't share or anything, which is weird, but I take a lot of pictures. I'm definitely a shutterbug where I know that a camera is very important to me, and when I had the S8 Plus and only had a single camera and everybody else was getting wide angle and stuff like this, I knew I wanted that. And yes, it's like a superficial want, like, yes, my camera's still good, but why wouldn't I upgrade to it if i'm able to do that it's something that i specifically wanted and the whole bit like there is just like a almost like a quality of life tax i guess on it where it's something that i wanted and i was able to buy it so like why wouldn't i do that and the and it's kind of like it's kind of the same thing we're here where if we bring it back to the macbook like apple's doing a good job here where they're where they Apple's doing a good job here where they now have a better keyboard and they have a better battery, but they have to understand that in terms of from the consumer perspective, how can you justify only having four, how can you justify only having four USB ports? Like you're, you're, you're improving the quality of life, the quality of life on for the keyboard. You're improving the quality of life for the length of the thing that it's going to last. You're improving the thickness and that type of thing, like whatever. So you're doing that type of stuff, but then they don't acknowledge that people aren't going to be buying. Like I bought a new screen here. It's in front of me. This screen isn't, it doesn't, isn't a uh, USB C. It's not just going to suddenly start working with USB C and I'm not going to buy this, this MacBook and then have to buy USB C thing. And they know, they know that dongles are a pain in the ass. And so what I don't really get here, and this is, I, I know this is like a bit of a, a longer rant, but it's just sort of like, I will buy the tech that, I will buy the tech that I value from my own personal experience, like the Note 10 Plus for the camera. Even though it cut the, the headphone jack, I have a lot of wireless headphones now, even when I had a headphone jack, so I can make that transition. That transition's sort of done. I literally am incapable of making the transition to only USB-C accessories if I want the brands that I want, the accessories that I want, at the prices that I want. 
I'm willing to spend money on something I value, like a mouse, a keyboard, a screen. I'm not willing to spend double the price or look for some random little random brand or trying to get dongles all over the damn place just to allow myself to have a MacBook with just four USB-C ports. Like, I don't understand why they took it half the way and then they just left it. Like, I think there's a headphone jack on this thing, is there? Or is that yep. gone? There's a headphone jack on no, this no, thing. No, 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 headphone jack. See, I don't get the headphone jack thing. I because don't it's, get it. It's required. It's required. Bluetooth audio isn't there for professional. Uh, Too fucking bad. Buy a dog. Excellent. Yeah. Because that's what they say to every other accessory. I don't understand. Like, it, it, it's just such a, it's such a point blank. It's such a point blank thing where we're commending them for fixing a keyboard and making the battery better. I get that. It is a step in the right direction for consumer, whatever. But because they just, I can't plug my mouse into that computer. I can't Not plug my mouse into it. Yep. What Not the, without a dongle. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, come on. This is not the night, the Windows 98 days where people were trans, were, were still having IBM desktop computers and then they were transitioning into different companies. And obviously there's huge technological gaps back then every year. So some people have PS2 accessories. Some people have USB one. Some people got probably serial mice or some crap. Like that is, that is a transitionary phase from, Hey, we're going from analog tech to digital tech and it's fucking exploding. That's different. This is, Oh, we're pushing the industry forward by having USB-C accessories. By the way, most things aren't USB-C. How is that? How? How is that even? Like, what the hell is going on? So, it is frustrating. I'll agree with you there. I don't, I wish they had stuff. Now, for me personally, I don't use too many accessories on my devices. And carrying a dongle isn't the the biggest of deals I've realized for me. It is annoying, and I would rather not. People are trying to minimize 100%. things for Christ's sake. They're they're putting yes. they're putting wallets on their phones to save themselves a pocket. But then they what yeah. are they filling that extra pocket space with a dongle? Get out of here! Exactly, exactly. They're trying to go the wireless route for everything that they possibly can. I'm assuming, like I'm I'm assuming they want everything to be wireless, like hard drive, like external hard drives, stuff like that, like everything just wireless. Why don't they push that bar then? <laughs> like. The you the headphone jack is a pain in the ass, but the headphone jack already had a solution that was consumer friendly. We've had Bluetooth headphones for a long time. Bluetooth headphones weren't like they weren't abysmal. They weren't the worst thing ever back in the day. Like a gamer is not going to use a wired or a uh, wireless mouse. It ain't gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do now. They would. They maybe would now. But are they gonna all gonna be USB C? Or you're gonna have to upgrade all your accessories now? No, like, like for instance, like I have a wireless mouse. Well, that's a, don- a, that's a dongle, it's a- though. Is it a USB C dongle, uh, or is it not? No, a it's just a, it's a regular USB dongle. Yeah. So but it does have so Bluetooth. Not, it does, need a it does have now. Bluetooth. You need a dongle but for you your dongle. You, yeah, you need a dongle. But but again, we can't talk gaming and Apple in the same breath. Like this, we're, we need to talk professional. Is like, all right, I can't, that- I can't plug my DSLR into that computer. Correct. You can't plug like, your DSLR. Not, on. not only that, you can't plug in your SD card, which is the, oh. I think the biggest thing for people like professional creators, which is what the MacBook Pro is designed for. Now that's not me. I'm not, I don't need the SD card slot. Like I, I would be nice to have because I do have a camera and I do use it very rarely, but I do use it. 
So I would like to have it, but again, I don't need it on a daily basis. But a professional creator, which is this is what designed for, absolutely needs an SD card slot connected through a USB three or a USB Thunderbolt three connector so that it's fast. That's that's my biggest. That would be, I guess, my biggest complaint if I was a creator. For me personally, though, like like if I'm being honest right now, um, yes, it's, a dongle is annoying. But I could get around that. Like I could, I could live with it because I don't plug in too, too much stuff. I will say that on a daily basis, I do have my iPad plugged in for debugging. So I would always have to have like a dongle plugged in and then the iPad plugged in. Like they're, even their own devices don't have – like don't come with USB-C. So I, I can't – if you buy an iPad Pro or a, uh, a MacBook Pro and an iPad, a regular iPad, you can't connect them without a dongle, which is kind of ridiculous. You can't, you can't charge your you can't charge your Apple Watch. No, you can't charge your Apple Watch through like through your you MacBook. can't you can't be selling shit like this. Like, yeah. like there there's there's a there's an argument. I'm gonna always bring back to headphone jack, but there's a, there's an argument for the headphone jack where they're saying that the companies are trying to push you to buy their their wireless uh, earbud solution because then that's another repeating revenue stream. That's probably true to an extent. That's probably true. That's probably fair. I get that. There's gonna be stuff like that in the industry. But at the end of the day, you can have something that is a standalone accessory, work with the device without a headphone jack, that it's just going to work at a consumer level. It's going to work just fine. I can't plug this my mouse into a $3,000 computer. Mm-hmm. A $3,000 computer! Yep. And, like, it's I went true. on the rant, when I, when I went on that rant before, I was trying to, like, justify saying... Like, I'm not willing, or I'm willing to spend money on electronics. Like, if I value the thing, like the camera and the phone, I'm going to upgrade the phone. It's not like I'm trying to be cheap and not buy dongles. I'm saying that it's a bad user experience to buy dongles. It is a bad user experience. It's bad. Yep. There's nothing good about it. That's for sure. Like, it doesn't help you in any, any way whatsoever. It's only bad. I agree with you there. But again, for a person that has no choice, like, I, I... Consider it like I have to have an Apple computer. I don't have – like I can't go out and buy the computer that I want, which would be something like a dual screen ZenBook, which has like a screen on the bottom and a screen on the – like I, I would love crazy, to have – way, but yeah. I love that thing. Yeah, I absolutely love that thing because it has like beast graphics card. It has an amazing, amazing screens. It's like touch screen. Like I don't know. Everything about it seems amazing and that's absolutely what I would buy. And by the way, that's about the same price as this Mac, like a – you know – semi-loaded macbook pro so it's, i'm not talking about like a crazy price difference either um so i would absolutely buy that if i didn't have to create like if i didn't have to build for apple like if i didn't have to, if if i didn't have to create ios applications for a living i would i would not be considering a macbook pro although this is one of the best ones that they've ever released still even with the four USB-C ports because again it has that bigger screen a one inch bigger, which I love. It's still really, really thin. The build quality is still really good. Has the keyboard that I like. It has the best speakers on a laptop, which is cool. Um, has really good battery. Like it has a lot going for it in many, many different ways. It's a very powerful machine. Like you can get an eight core one. Oh, I, 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 I agree. Wouldn't. Like I, I think I'm just more so questioning or more so processing the answer of the question, which is, is Apple finally starting to care about consumers? I would say there's indicators of that, 
But the fact that they're still pushing an agenda doesn't make any sense to me. Like, can you imagine, okay, a MacBook is a portable device, okay, obviously. If you, if we're talking about a desktop where the desktop just sits there, so like an iMac, I think it's called, iMacs are like the all-in-ones, right? So like an iMac or even a Mac Pro Tower in any capacity, and that thing has a headphone jack, that makes a lot more sense. It's in the studio, whatever, they have the studio headphones, okay, that's great. Can you imagine the annoyance, and it is an annoyance, not like a like, it's not going to kill you, but it's still stupid of being a creator where you're like, oh, I have a nice Sennheiser headphones. I'm going to have to plug these in so I can plug this into my MacBook when I'm on the go, but I can't plug my camera into it. So that's really great. And then I also want to plug this into uh, my phone because I'm, why the hell would I bring two massive sets of headphones? So I actually can't do that. I have to bring a dongle with me. So now we're talking about bringing a dongle for the SD card, a dongle for the for the headphones. The headphones don't need a dongle on the computer. I want to. I have an Apple Watch, and I'm thinking like, oh well, it's an like my computer has a power cord. So what I'll do is I'll like this is a normal thing to do on a trip or something. I'm gonna power my laptop, and then I'll use the USBs on the laptop to charge my phone and my watch. Let's say I can do that on a fucking Android device really freaking easily. I can't do that on an Apple device. I have to bring a dongle with me for everything. Like. Like what I'm, so I I still think that it's, it's a question of, are they just, are, is this MacBook a, a, a correction in their path, not a change in their path? I hope it's the, I hope it's a step in the right direction. That's the thing. My whole, like we, we won't know until like a few years goes by, but I hope it's a step in the right direction because from all the rumors out there, the next iPhone is going to have USB-C. So that's a big thing, in my opinion. That's that's a good that's a good thing. So at least we'll be losing another port, another cable that you have to carry. Hopefully, that means that maybe like their older iPads will also have USB C. Will also have USB C cords so that they can actually connect well, to the, the laptops that they sell. The, the iPad the, Pro. Does. The pros do exactly. So, I'm, but I'm hoping that next generation everything will have USB C. Same with the uh, AirPods. Right, like if the AirPods have USB C, that'd be good too. Now they have wireless charging and stuff like that. But hooray! Um, like I'm just hoping that it's a step in the direction of maybe not adding different ports, but making their whole ecosystem actually work together the way it's intended to. So if they're promoting their ecosystem so much, why not actually like you know invest into that and make it? that make it good instead of being super awkward, like you're saying. Now, that might not solve all the problems. Like, you're still probably going to have to carry a dongle if you want to use a custom mouse. But for most people, they just use the Apple mouse or the touch the touchpad. Like, most people aren't us, right? Like, we don't <coughs> – they like all the all the Apple stuff. The problem – like, the, the problem I – the biggest problem I see right now is that they're kind of in two different areas. They have their feet into the old and the new for for – for a reason that I don't understand. Considering considering like they, they could, ship a charger, they ship a charger as far as I know with everything. It's not like they're not shipping chargers with iPhones. They could literally want in one year, in one generation, switch everything to USB-C. They yeah, could just, I don't see they why they swap wouldn't. It. Like, especially for yeah. something like powering the damn Apple Watch. Like, why is, the, why is the, the power end or the USB end of the charger for the Apple Watch USB-A? Yeah, the like, disgusting USB. Like, what the part. hell? Yeah, like they're the ones that are like, let's get rid of this old technology. Yeah. Our brand new Apple Watch, the best Apple <laughs> Watch in the world, or the best smartwatch in the world. 
USB-A powered, folks, because this disgusting ass port. Like, why don't you put a headphone jack on that thing then? Yeah. Like, it, it, it just, this comes back to the discussion we had a long time ago on one of the first episodes where we were talking about how every ecosystem gets it so far and then they drop the ball. And I don't understand what it is. Like, you need to, you need to seriously think to yourself, like, okay, I'm a traveler. Like, what is this? One of those fucking commercials? But like, you're a traveler. So like, you want to do something. So you're like, okay, how many cables are I going to bring? So they should literally have a minimalist traveler UX experience where they test it and they're like, damn, I got five cables on me. This is way too much. Can we conglomerate this? Like, what the hell is going on here? It's bad enough that the damn watches all require a special cable, or maybe they wirelessly charge too, I'm not sure, but even then, like, wirelessly charging isn't as, like, widespread. So it's just like, what is going on here? Yeah, the watches, the watches wirelessly charge on regular wireless chargers, which is nice. I'm, I'm glad, one thing I am glad with, and I'll give them props for, is the fact that they didn't make their own wireless charging standard, because they could have easily done that. And screwed a bunch of people that already had wireless charging donks. See, that, that, that's what I don't get is, like, they advertise that the iPad Pro can natively plug into uh, a camera. Like, they can natively plug into, like, an, a, a, DSLR. a DSLR, like, it has USB-C. Which, like, yeah. I'm going to say something about that, right? It's like, I understand I'm complaining about a USB-C port because my DSLR is older and it can't do that. And then this, this like, newer ones can have USB-C depending on the model and such. And so that does plug in an iPad Pro. I'm not asking for the iPad to have a bunch of things other than USB-C. The USB-C is like a breakout port for the iPad. It's the first time that thing could have a dock connected to it, a compatible yeah. dock. It's the first time. It'd be like me buying like it, it it would be like the it would be like the MacBook. Like where they did do it. They took away all the goddamn ports. And that like you know what I mean? They're not taking it away. With the iPad, they're adding that feature. That's why I'm not complaining with that. They're adding that feature. This is a very much a just like, ah, eh, you know, take it away. I don't understand the headphone jack on the MacBook. I, I, I will fight that to the death. I don't understand the iPad or a headphone jack on the MacBook. I don't get it. The first thing I would say if they ever gave me like a controller design, it'd be like the next year, we're not having, we're not having headphone jacks on anything, on anything. And that includes the pro models. Like, get the fuck out. Get it out of here. You said, well, you said you had the courage to remove it. Have the courage to remove it. Get it out of here then. Get it out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, I don't agree with you, but I, your, your thought process is do it or don't do it. Yeah. Make it all USB-C like or don't. If you, yeah. Yeah. Which is fair, but <clears throat> like I I think it's ridiculous that they remove the headphone jack on any of their devices, period. Or, or anyone removing their headphone jack because it doesn't take up any room really. And it's fine. Like it, it works. At least what I like about it, like I'm on the plane. I just traveled. I don't have to worry about charging. Like I'm on an eight-hour flight. Oh yeah, yep. Those 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 you headphones don't last eight hours. Like AirPods don't last eight hours. They don't. They don't. So what am I? So I have to in the middle of the flight, take out my headphones, put them in the charging case, wait like half an hour, and then take them out and keep using them. Or do you like me? Great. Do you like me? I have I have AirDots, Jaybirds, Sony. I'm not even going to say the name. It's like an MZXT some fucking thing. Sony naming, by the way, that's a whole. Like, we could have a whole web news on Sony naming schemes. But they yeah, they, they show that off in the little commercial, and they're like, "This is the MXTZ." I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> zero 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 F. Like, don't ever tell me the name of this thing again. Like, what the fuck? But like, I have those, and then like, I might be getting, I might be getting some like Galaxy Pods later, or Galaxy Pot Dot. What are they called? Buds. Galaxy Buds. Jesus Christ, Galaxy Buds. Like, I got some wireless headphones. But it's because they fucking die. It's ridiculous. Yep. It's too much. So you could take a couple with you and then transfer between. Like, it's a weird UX problem to have because 
you could have just solved that with a USB port or with a, with a, uh, with a headphone jack. And then I can use all the headphones that I want, but <laughs> I'm also on your board where I, I can live without the headphone jack at this point. I mean, that, that, why did I not use a Note 10 plus? Thank God. Never that fucking disgusting port. <laughs> but I would rather have it. Like my phone currently has it. I'm hoping that my next one will, but I can live without it. If everything else is good. That, that's where that's the state that I'm at because like you gotta adapt well this episode was about adapting we're adapting to the climate to the industry and stuff like that but, but what, what what's the answer to the question like what do you have an answer to you to the question my, my yes my answer to this question is I hope <laughs> I like how like that's the answer it, I, I hope this is working in out. my opinion in my opinion this is a step I don't I think it's a correct step so in my opinion the next thing that they should do is put a uh SD card slot on the next one. Do you see them adding ports at all? I know you're saying you want that, but do you see them doing that? USB ports or SD card? Like ports. Do you see them adding additional ports? I think an SD card is possible. I can actually see them removing two of the USB-Cs. One for breakout, one for power. You don't think so? I I don't see them, like, needlessly removing two of the ports. But what I'm what I'm trying to get at is I don't see them adding ports ever. I don't think we're ever going to get a, a headphone jack back on on a phone. And I, re- but I I didn't I didn't think that they would change the keyboard. Exactly. So like in in fairness, the keyboard's a good change. The screen's a good change. The battery's a good change. I get it. But what we're doing is we're what I'm trying to point out is that we're bra- we're 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 brazing. What the hell does that even mean? We're praising a company for putting in a good keyboard on a computer in 2019 for making the screen bigger, which was a natural progression anyway, for making the battery bigger, which is a natural progression anyway. But it's opposite of what they were doing before. We're praising them because they're turning a different corner. Like before they wanted their laptops to be as thin as possible. Now they've made it thicker to include a better battery, better cooling. I don't understand why they just didn't make the air of the thing that they experimented on. The air was all was like originally the big like the real small. It was like like the big reveal of it was at the beginning was that it was so small. Yeah, and, Dude, and make make that make that so thin that people don't want to buy it, and then there's other products for them. Like mm-hmm. what? Uh, yeah, I don't even get me started. I, I don't even want to talk about their other lineup to be <laughs> honest, because there's a lot there's a lot of other crap that doesn't make any sense. But I think I I'm hoping that this is the step in the right direction, and that's and I think with those changes. They are showing that they are listening, which is something that they've never shown before. Do you think, for example, okay, so like let's say let's say you have some hope and you think that this might be a turning a corner for Apple. Do you think that potentially and I'm on the same boat, I think it's like I, I'm praising them for their changes. I'm just yelling at them for not doing more changes that they could have done. At the same time though, my I guess I guess what my question is is do you do you see them having ports on other products? More specifically, do you see them having more ports on their new MacBook Mac Pro Tower. Yes. New, you think there's going to be like an HDMI and stuff on there? Yeah. I think there's going to be all USB-C Thunderbolt ports and and no. one power cord. I, th- I think I think that it'll have the I think it will it will even have USB-A ports. I don't I don't believe that for I literally don't believe <laughs> I think, that. I, honestly, I haven't looked it up. I honestly think I don't know it if will. If anything's yeah. been leaked or if anything's been announced, I have never looked it up. Uh but I don't believe that for a single second having, you know, sight unseen. I I don't I don't believe that for a single second. Not only that, I don't. Okay, I'm not saying that Apple will do this. 
I'm saying that one of the manufact one of the big manufacturers that has removed the headphone jack will bring it back this year. Only for the media attention, because it's such an easy thing to get media attention. If 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 like Google brings it back, Samsung brings Google it back. Google kind of did with that Pixel like Mini or whatever, Pixel Three A yeah, or whatever it is. But that was like <coughs> budget. But it, but like it didn't make sense option, that the Pixel but, Three didn't have it. Yeah, and then the Pixel Four doesn't have well, it. Well, I mean that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, like what, what I'm saying is like it would be an easy media win. So why not do it just for even one of the companies? Like I don't, like, I don't get why Apple doesn't do a transitionary thing where they they start selling wireless accessories, and then they start saying like, take a look at these accessories, like. And they start like, but which which accessories I'm are you talking, talking about, about? Because they already have mice and stuff. no, but like like I'm talking about in terms of marketing, not necessarily availability. But like, let's say they start working with hardware partners and stuff, where they have their own first party accessories go wireless. They still have regular USB A ports. They still have USB ports and headphone jacks and everything. And they slowly start pushing wireless stuff across the board. Then when there's a fully fledged couple generations of wireless accessories, maybe like Apple might be able to talk to Canon and they might be able to get wireless adapters or like in, like internal wireless adapters in the cameras or air, airdrop or airdrop, airdrop it. like, like something camera. where there's no dongle required you know and maybe there's a dongle as a backup sure like a dongle as a backup is fine especially if it's just installed on a desk but like what i'm saying is is like apple's big enough where they can work with hardware partners they make their own hardware as well have a couple of years where it's like hey guys check out all this wireless stuff hey guys check out all this wireless stuff and really beat it into the ground and then they come out with a, a macbook that is all about wireless and only has like yeah. one USB-C port. So I do kind of agree with you, but I'll bring it back to this episode. We were talking about this for quite a while and that's limitation. So as soon as there's a limitation, that's when a company changes. And that's what I think Apple wants. They want to just force because of limitation, because a lot of people's like big Stuff like their headphones, a lot of companies' headphones, a lot of most of the people that are buying them are Apple users, are iPhone users. So if like Sony didn't have uh, stuff that could work with an iPhone, they would lose out on a lot of profit. So with Apple doing this, all of a sudden it forces Sony. Like they like they could go to Sony and partner with them and ha- have that they, talk they back and forth say, They for could a easily while. go to Sony and say. In two years, we're cutting all the ports. Be a hardware partner. They could. Like, you could do that. Yeah. But Sony would be like, okay, well, then in two years, we'll talk about it. Because right now, we're familiar with this. Again, familiarity. And we're going to be making these, and then we'll That's do that. But point. instead, they're – yeah, instead, they're like, no, we're going to limit them, and we're going to make them, like, force every company to adapt to us because we're such a big company that – and we're such a big part of their profit that they won't have a choice. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good that's a that's a fair point where you you'd be like this isn't a problem today. We have problems that are due today. I'm not going to worry about this until it becomes a problem in 2 years. Yeah, and I'm not saying that's the right way to do it or I support that way. I'm just saying why they did it. People are less proactive. I would have I would have mu- yeah, I would have much rather have it your way where they would have been slow and everything would make more sense for the consumer, but they don't really care about the consumer, let's be serious. Now, maybe they're starting to change their mind, but Apple two months ago didn't care about the consumer at all. 
Now I would say that there is a chance that they might start caring. I I, I that's where I'll, I think that's where I'll leave it. With I that. would say that's a good that's a good mentality. Is like a good way to place it too. Is it's like I commend them for their changes on this MacBook. I would have I wish that it had gone further, and for the price tag of a MacBook, I really wish that there wouldn't be any shortcomings, any obvious shortcomings. Every product has a con, pros and cons. But there, but I really think that they should have made it all like made an obvious jump and just added a couple of USB A's on there or something. There needs to be, they either need to fix their ecosystem where things are all USB C or they need to start actually realizing that not everything in terms of accessories is USB C. That'll, that that's where I leave it. That's where I leave it. Um, well, with that being said, then, uh, thank you for listening and make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing on the platform of your choice. You can follow us on the socials via at HTML, all the things that's on Facebook and Instagram, we're also on Twitter via at HTML everything. We're on Medium and we're on GitHub and we're also on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash HTML all the things. Check out the tiers. Give that a go. And many thanks to our $3 tier patrons. Sean from RabbitWorks JavaScript. Find him at youtube.com slash RabbitWorks JavaScript. Garrick from Local Path Computing and Web Design. Find him at localpathcomputing.com. Craig aka Cosworth. Ryan Gatchel from Blue Black Digital. Find him at blueblackdigital.com. Chris from Selfmade Web Designer. You can find him at selfmadewebdesigner.com. And Tim from The Web Hacker, find him at thewebhacker.com. Feel free to leave a comment or a review on the platform that you're listening to this on. We are signing off. Yeah.